going to do that. That's insane. Okay, you don't do it. Now you've eliminated the opportunity. And I'll admit, I was like, man, are you paying 10% interest on this private money? Like, that's a lot of money. But then I'm thinking to myself, if I don't do it, I'm missing out on that investment opportunity. So, so what if I'm paying a little bit more? It gets my foot into the door to investing in real estate and let's learn. So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. Ms. Eva Palacios, are you in the house? Yes. What's up? What's going on, Eva? Hey. You feeling good? good? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? How was your How was your weekend? Ah, <laughs> oh, the weekend was um, it was quiet. It's quiet. It was quiet. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, I think this is the first Easter that you know. It's just it was just quiet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went to church. Went to church. Um, church was amazing. The whole vibe, the whole music, all of it, all of it was amazing. Um, yeah. And then we got home. Just spent you know quality time with the boys. You know, that's our, good. Our, our Sundays are are now faith and family days. So awesome. Try not to do work. Try not to like answer my phone. I literally am like phone away. Um, but then I get that urge, like, oh, let me check the phone. Mm. But then my boys check me, like, mom, and I'm like, okay. So, hey. um, so yeah. So we we came home. We made lunch. Um, I put them to work to clean up the house, <laughs> and then we sat and watched Luca. Cute movie, by the way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Mateo put it on. First, he was trying to watch like another movie that we've already seen over and over and over again. And I'm like, no, let's watch something new. Um, And I saw Luca and I just thought, man, like there's all kinds of cute Pixar, Pixar, Disney, all kinds of cute, you know, cartoon movies that I'm just like way too grown for that stuff. But then you watch it and it's like the message was so beautiful. Those those they know they know that they know are they know who's watching those movies. Yes. And if yes. the kids are watching, they usually means the parents are watching with it. So yes. I don't, you know, it's funny too, and, and I think they do it intentionally because the um because you're like, you know, that Bruno, that uh what's yep. that called Bruno Canto. <laughs> yeah. That song, you know, and kind of like how they did things. Yeah. It definitely attracted a lot of the adults. Um, and that that that's what keeps I think that's what keeps the money coming in for Disney because right. Adults low key want to see this stuff too. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> they do, but, it but like I wouldn't be the one to be like, oh, let me turn on the TV and let's watch Luca or uh, you know Encanto or whatever. It, yeah. It's the kids that's a driving force. So I'm like, okay, if that's what you want to watch, then let's go ahead and watch it. We all watch it together. Yeah, um, but here's the thing though: if it was whack, if you had to sit there and, and, <laughs> and watch. Like I can't watch uh what's it called uh Coco Melon or any of those like oh yeah no. strictly for kids no. like yeah where it's just like weird noises and I, <laughs> I can't sit down so most of the time if 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 we're supposed to be watching that together and I will just leave or I'll be like I, I can't do it then they'll yeah. turn it off or they'll yeah. they'll start doing something else too so Disney knows it's like no I got to keep both yeah. people you yes know, all the audiences we got to pull out all the heartstrings for everybody watching this and I'm like yeah that's genius that's genius uh, yeah it was yeah I cried yeah of oh, course yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah you get into those movies man I do listen oh, and the God. thing is I've been watching them joints for a minute now because you know my oldest is twenty so. You know, we we've been uh, twenty. Also, <laughs> we in the same boat. We in the same boat. But I don't have littles. I don't have littles. My youngest yeah. is thirteen. But still, like yeah. I'm like, yeah, let's throw it on. Why not? Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, we did something similar. Just kind of kept it low key. You know, kept just yeah. kept it low key. Um, um, I think it was nice that 
John C. wanted to kind of honor her grandfather who had passed recently. Yeah. Um, he, I think he would have been a hundred on a Saturday. Aww. So yeah, um, we recently went to his funeral. She wanted to kind of do a little dedication to him. That was cool. I think nice. that the boys seeing stuff like that is cool. Um, so yeah, you know, it was, but it was pretty much low key. Um, yeah. I think that, um, <laughs> so, you know, so, okay. This is kind of a weird segue, but <laughs> <laughs> okay. Speaking of stuff on TV, because um, yeah. we were we actually were watching quite a bit of TV, um, as as a, as a, as a means to kind of just you know um, have community, if you will. And mm-hmm. CJ really loves you know cars, right? And I think we've talked about this a lot. And yes, uh, he loves cars and loves fa- supercars in particular. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were trying to figure out something to watch on TV and. Malcolm asked for a family movie. He's like, you know, let's can we watch a family? It's funny because he knows to say family movie because he knows that if he says, can we watch something I want to watch, then I likely will not be there, right? Because he wants to watch stuff, you know, or John C. will get on our phone. We're not interested, right? Yeah. Or CJ will complain. But he says a family movie, and he does this in particular, he knows that that's a movie that we're all going to try to find something that we all could potentially sit there and watch, right? Yeah. Um. So he asked for a family movie. Mm-hmm. And so I was scrolling through Netflix and then CJ saw this um, um, series called The Fastest Car. Now, we've actually seen this before mm-hmm. last year, and it looked like it had a second season um, that we hadn't seen. Um, but when I clicked on it, it, we had seen all the episodes. But CJ was like, well, let's watch it again. And I was like, let's watch it again. I looked at, you know, John C. He's like, you want to watch it again? <laughs> a like, whole series? Well, just a show, just one oh, okay. show. He okay. wanted to watch it. I'm like, man. Yeah, no, it's an hour series. Yeah, it's just an hour. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a movie, like a half half movie. So, yeah, we were like, uh, so you gonna watch it again? And then she's like, I don't mind. And then I, I looked at Malcolm. You know, like, you gonna watch it again? He's like, okay. And so, and I was like, CJ, which one? He's like, I want to watch the one with the, the Huracan. Uh, the Lamborghini Huracan is racing these other cars. And yeah. I said, okay. And so here, the whole concept is that you have these three cars that are made by like, you know, the hands of regular folk, right. In their garages, um, mm-hmm. you know, putting the cars together um, with their own ingenuity versus a supercar that costs, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars to purchase. And it has all this, you know, very high end, you know, ingenuity with, you know, engineers and, you know, the, the brains of a whole corporation kind of, yep. you know, inside of this one vehicle. So the, the the bet is or the guess is you know as a consumer as we're watching it you're supposed to guess like who do you think is going to win right is it going to be one of these cars that you know someone just kind of put together or right. is it going to be the supercar that you know and so it was just interesting to kind of listen to the banter between you know the drivers because mm-hmm. you know the guys who you know kind of built it up on their own through scraps through you know just you know their own um know-how um you know they talk about how you know sometimes they they rag on the supercar because they're like i would never spend right. all that money for some car like that you know like yeah. my car's faster my car going dust stairs and it don't cost nothing and there was one guy in particular who was talking about he's like oh my car this is a four pinto he was so he was very proud of his Aww. four pinto because <laughs> he was like <laughs> you know like this car you know costs less than three thousand dollars it's gonna beat this you know Three hundred thousand dollar car is going to dust okay. it, right? <laughs> okay, Pinto. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and that's the thing, like you know, when you listen to it, sometimes you like, you know, okay, like you know, uh, if you say so. Like, but you know, but I mean, in fairness, though, in fairness, because we have watched, like I said, the whole series, there has been times where the you know the sleeper car, if that's what they call the sleeper car, yep, actually beat the supercar because they really did like. You know, they did deck it they out. They did. They did deck it out. Mm-hmm. But um, in this particular episode, <laughs> this gentleman, what struck me was, first of all, he had an incredible story. Um, I think he was an amazing guy. He had. Uh, he was a single father of like six kids, and he was, you know, doing everything he could to, you know, support his family. And part of that was him being, you know, kind of entrepreneurial in the sense that he would go to junkyards. And he would get parts and flip the parts. So he'd get a cart off the car and then flip it. And he was doing that to help support his family. Very honorable. Um, And, you know, his daughter was there and recognized. And she was like, you know, I'm just 
you know, it amazes me how my dad's able to do this. Right. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was really awesome that he was able to do that at the same time, you know, he kind of had this language though. This is what kind of, you know, kind of like, you know, kind of, um, was working on me a little bit is that he would, he would use the language oftentimes of, um, like scarcity, right. Mm -hmm. Of, of, of having just enough to get by. Right. Yeah. And I understand that was his reality, but, you know, I just thought about his ingenuity and, 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 and I just thought like, man, if he just applied the same know-how and the things that he's doing, but just kind of thought maybe a little bit bigger, yeah, he probably could get himself in a better situation, Absolutely. but his mind wouldn't allow him to get past just making it. So anyway, right. long story short, um, they ended up doing a race. It was, um, the Lamborghini, um, a plaintiff a Plymouth, like a 46 Plymouth, um, something like that. And a, um, a Monte Carlo. Mm, I like Monte and Carlos. yeah. <laughs> and, and the, uh, and the Pinto. Right. Mm-hmm. And they w- raced the Lamborghini, uh, Huracan. I think I'm saying that right. And anyway, the, and the, the driver, the driver of the, of the Huracan was just some like young kid with long hair, who borrowed a car from a friend Aww. and had and had had learned how to drive it on YouTube, right? YouTube <laughs> so he, University on YouTube, and so <laughs> he rolls up there, right? Like literally, just was practicing like a couple days before. Yeah, and the other guys have been doing this for years. They're older guys, you know, years and years and years, right? Long history in racing and all that stuff. And he gets up there, and long story short. The Lamborghini smokes them, um, beats all their cars. And they, you know, one guy was pretty tight about it. He was pretty upset. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, so, okay, long story. What, why am I bringing this up? Well, the reason why I'm bringing this up is. <laughs> there's a point, guys. There's a there's point. A point. <laughs> Long story, like, child. And it's not to go out and watch that show either. <laughs> <laughs> the point I was making was yeah. I started thinking about, like, okay. You know, what is better? And and then this is not a judgment on like if supercars are better than cars you make on your own. It's not about yeah. that. Like, because yeah. I think there's value in both. Mm-hmm. But it's just about the mindset of how we look at the luxuries of life or the opportunities of life. And sometimes there's people who are negative about the things that are more expensive or luxurious or whatever. Yeah. And the negativity to me seems more like a um like a self de- like a st- self defense, right? Yeah. And at the other end, there's definitely there there's that crowd of people who are, you know, all about the luxuries and everything like that and everything's like vanity and it's it's not good and it doesn't feel healthy um yeah. because it's all about showboating. But also to me there is like there is there is value in kind of like, you know, these different tiers of things, right? Right. Um, and so I'm saying all this to say, like, when I, I'm thinking about the housing market again, and I'm thinking about like how, you know, we see all of these different prices and we see, you know, things that are like, you know, really expensive, it seems like, things that are really cheap, right? Yep. It seems like, things that seems like it's overpriced, like, or we're like, this thing was just $300,000 like a couple of years ago. Why is it 600,000 now? Yeah. This is not a good deal. Yeah. And then there's people who are literally lined up for that same house who know the same exact numbers that you do and say, and they're building, they're, they're bidding 610 and they're, and they're building, <laughs> yeah, they're bidding over. They're like, hey, yes. yo, let me get that for yeah. 626. Right? And so like, I'm trying to figure out, cause it's like, you know, so hopefully for the listening audience, this made sense in terms of what I talked about the, the other stuff. But this is what I needed. I wanted to talk to you about in terms of like mindset of like, yeah. you know, you have something like a Lamborghini and, you know, why is that potentially maybe a better investment um, than, you know, building it up yourself? Maybe, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Or right. why is it that when you know, some people see the housing market and see that the house that's for 600, but it was 300 and it's still like, that's to still get it now Yeah. versus some people who are like, I'm not going to overpay for that. Let me wait yeah. and wait for the market to go back down and I'll, I'll buy then. Right. So just, just, just talk to me. How's all this that yeah. that's sitting with you? Um, 
Well, I think I think a lot of it has to do with experience and exposure. Right. You know, we bought our first house at like 23 and, you know, so take it back, take it back. Originally from the Bay Area. House prices in the Bay Area were insane. And I knew I didn't want to just work to make a mortgage payment. I knew I wasn't I didn't want to spend all that money on a small property. Mm. So we moved to the valley. We moved to Stockton or we were looking back then. We were like, OK, what's the closest, cheapest city to the bay? Um, because I, I, I was already thinking, well, if I had to commute, like, what would that look like? Um, and even back then, this was 2004. Well, 2003 is when we started shopping. And even back then, you know, Livermore, I had always wanted to live in Livermore, Pleasanton. I'd always thought, you know, let's live where the rich people live. And I'm like, nope, still too expensive for my blood back then. So then we 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 drove further, went to Tracy. Nope, still mm. too high. Drove further, Lathrop. There was nothing in Lathrop. So I'm like, well, we ain't going to live here because it's just dirt. What's the next city? So we, we got to Stockton. So back then, you know, we bought our first house at, at 223000 You know, I was in 04, $223,000 for a 2,600 square foot house five bedroom, two and a half path, two car garage, new construction. And and people are probably thinking, I remember those days. I remember those pricings. You know, I was in 04. Mm -hmm. In 06, we bought the next house. In 06, two years later, that house was $700,000. Two years later, literally two minutes down the street. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two minutes down the street. What? You know, one was in Stockton where we lived was Stockton Unified. Two minutes down the street. Lodi Unified. Closer to Lodi. It was a bigger house. It was seven bedrooms, four bathrooms, mm. 3,800 square feet. Ooh. So it was definitely bigger. Right. Blame Will for that one. It was definitely bigger. It was more expensive because, Mm -hmm. yes, it was bigger, but it was also at the top of the housing market. Mm. So prices has has gone up now. Granted, house number one, we bought for two twenty three. That same that. Two thousand and four, two thousand six, two years later, it was now worth five hundred eighty thousand. Now we're looking at a $700,000 house. Same thing, new construction, mm-hmm. you know, all nice and pretty, all kinds of upgraded out. I just think as you go through more transactions and, and more things that happen to you in life that is progress, you start to shift. You want more. You want better. You want quality. Now, granted, 2006 we bought guess what happened in 2008 crash Mm -hmm. values dropped was i freaking out was i freaking out that we just spent seven hundred thousand dollars on a house that is now only worth three hundred thousand no why because that doesn't matter it only matters if you're selling Mm. it only matters if you lose it so i didn't trip i'm like that's okay hold on on. let's 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 pause there for a second okay because I'm gonna tell you right now, <laughs> people will freak said, out. Exactly. People you be said like, it "What don't matter. Matter. Oh, Why does it matter?" Seven hundred thousand. That's my mortgage, right? That's what I'm on the hook for. Yep. And I look up that joint on Zillow or whatever, right? <laughs> and it say four hundred or three hundred thousand. Three hundred thousand. What? Four hundred k loss. That means I'm four hundred under. I'm. I'm mm-hmm. that. That feels, I can imagine that feels like a very not pleasant thing. Well, to some people. Yeah, but so I, I and, and that's what I'm saying. I need, I need you. This is what I'm talking about mindset because for you, you, you just shrug your shoulders at it. Like, and that's, that's, that's a very different feeling or, or, very different. or reaction, very different reaction than, yeah. you know, people feeling like they just lost everything. Yeah. So explain that, explain, go, don't skip past that. Explain why you would just shrug your shoulders at that. And others would be like, oh my God, like, yeah, what's, what's going to happen? 
Exactly. Exactly. And, and again, it's that mindset, right? I didn't lose just because the market shifted. I didn't lose. Why? Because I still had the house. Mm, this is the, still, the, you, 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 whether you live in that house or you live in somebody else's house, you're going to be making either your own mortgage payment or somebody else's mortgage payment. Mm-hmm. So for me, we bought at 700,000, 2008 hit, dropped down, the value dropped to 300,000. I could have been the person to be like, man, I just lost a bunch of money. Now I'm paying more than what the house is worth. Let me walk away. Let me foreclose. Let me short sale. No, you walk away, foreclose and short sale. That's when you lose. Mm. Stay in the property. Because now look, now look where we're at today. Now that house is close to $900,000. Wow. So here's the thing though. So, Mm -hmm. okay. To your point, you're still in the house. Yep. You were, you were able to make the payments when you first bought it. Right. And just because the market changed doesn't mean you're now unable to make the payments. You're still able to make the payments. Right. So really. Why, why not continue to make those payments? Mm -hmm. Because the market is going to shift back. We don't know when, but now we're here and now it's worth more than what we got it for and all of that stuff. So, So, okay. So the way that I guess I'm trying to think about it, like, okay. So the way to look at it is the, the money in terms of the value is, is, is always fluctuating and that money is not realized, it's not real to you mm-hmm. until you actually sell. Correct. So to get caught up emotionally in terms of if it's up or if it's down, it doesn't serve you ultimately. Nope. Um, it, 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 yeah, if you're not making that transaction at that moment, if it's down, what you're, it sounds like what you're saying to me is that if it's down, stay in the house, keep making Absolutely. the Absolutely. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Hmm. What are you going to do? Go rent someplace else. And now you're really losing money because now you're paying somebody else's mortgage and not your own. Well, they, so, so, so just so you know, people may think, okay, well, I'm going to get out of this, say $300,000 payment monthly of this house. That's, that's overpriced in my, you know, in their mind, right. I'm paying $3,000 on this mortgage for an overpriced house. I could go rent. Rent is really low now, you know, because the market shifted. People are trying to rent these houses And so I can get, you know, maybe, you know, the same house or something relatively similar for $1,500 a month, you know, or or $1,800 a month. So now I'm saving $1,200 a month um, than than before. I'm just saying this is how people think about it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And if that wasn't the truth, what happened in 2008 when people started walking away from their properties and letting it go into foreclosure and doing all of that a lot of people did that. That's why there was such a huge crash. Not to mention, yes, lenders had created some really ugly loans, putting people mm-hmm. in some really ugly situations. Yep. But guys, at the end of the day, you signed on that dotted line. So let's let's like really like look at the real stuff. Right. But that's a whole nother conversation. Yes. A lot of people are thinking the majority of the world are thinking exactly what you just said, Charles. Why would I spend three thousand dollars a month? on something that is no longer the same value as what I paid, what I bought it for. Let me walk away. Let me go rent and spend half of the money, you know, spend less money. But let's talk about that. Okay. Now you no longer have your tax write-offs. Now you no longer have an asset. Now you probably got some stuff on your credit report because it either went through a foreclosure or a short sale. That's going to prevent you from being a homeowner in five to seven years, depending upon what lender you're going to use. So you got to really weigh out what's it worth to you. Because if you got into that in in that loan in the first place and you can afford the mortgage payments and your income didn't change at all, maybe your income actually went up because now you got an annual raise. If financially you could afford it, and nothing changed to your income, then why wouldn't you stay in there? Because the market shifts all the time. It goes up, it goes down. We don't know when, but when it does, 
don't walk away from these assets because if you do, the loss could be more loss than just the house in itself. It could be everything else along the lines. Mm. And that's what people don't look at. People look at right now, values dropped. I can go pay rent someplace else for a lot less, saving me an extra $1,000 a month. Let me go do that. Market bounces back in a couple of years, but now you got a messed up credit report. Now you don't have those tax deductions. Now you're owing Uncle Sam like the money and the financial situation could be a whole lot worse when you walk away. Mm. Mm. But people don't know how to look ahead of that because they don't have the experience. They don't know. They don't know what to expect or what to think or how to act or or how to move because maybe this was their first house. Yeah. And and honestly, it just gets tricky, right? Because, um, you know, I can see like going back to like my, my car analogy, um, like, like my son, I started thinking about it. Like, I think someone had asked me, um, like, why does he, why is he in the supercar? Why don't you say something about him being in the supercars? Like that's really expensive. And, you know, he'd have to make a lot of money. I'm like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah. My, why not? my son would. And and there's nothing Let's wrong with him dreaming that way. Yeah. I, I think, <laughs> and I think buy I all the sharing, cars. That's right. I was sharing this in, uh, <laughs> And one of our meetups at the Dallas meetup, I was saying how, yeah. you know, we, we tend to, you know, expectations are like self-fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. So when I was younger, my dream was to have a Honda Accord um, with some beat in it. Yeah. That was it. You know, yeah. um, that's all I, I aspired cool to rims. get. Yeah, I had rims on mine. Had rims on mine too. Then I scratched them, and I'm like, I don't want rims no more. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I, like, I had the chromey reels. You know, I yep. had so. So um, they had the chrome, uh, chrome, chrome rims, and um, it was like, yeah, it, it was everything I wanted to, and I got it at like, what was I, eighteen, nineteen years old, mm-hmm. right? And it wasn't that much. I think I ended up, you know, just like uh, getting a used Honda, and I put, you know, I just, I just made it work, yeah. and so, but I felt like the man at, the, at you know, eighteen, nineteen, I think it was nineteen, yeah. twenty or something like that, right? So like the man, right? But then it was like, okay, that was cool. So what next, right? Right. And you want and more. And I'm thinking, of, I'm thinking, yeah, but I'm thinking also my son, I'm like, okay, if he's, if his, if he's eyeballing a, a, a Lambo or Ferrari at 20 mm-hmm. and that's all he's thinking about. And mm-hmm. we typically tend to get these things. Like I was talking to different people and everyone who's, go- whatever your goal was, you end up getting it usually, you know, pretty short yeah. order. So if his dream is a Ferrari or a Lambo, well, okay. He gets it at 20. Cool. Yeah. That's actually really good. Here's Absolutely. the thing about it too. That that I that I realized about it because I was thinking about it. I was like, man, you know what? My Honda, when I was done with it, I think I paid, I want to say seven, eight thousand dollars for it. Yeah. And I, you know, paid on it for a couple of years and I tried to turn it in. And I think it was it was like worth four or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I had owed four, but I had put on top of the seven, I had put money into it for putting the rims and the bead in it in the in the stereo. So I was trying to get money for that. They was like, we're not going to give you money for aftermarket nope. stuff. Like, they don't, <laughs> they ain't give you no they money, don't right? Care about that stuff. So they don't care about none yeah. of that. So mm-hmm. I ended up, you know, getting out of it for literally the same, like it was, it was this wash, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, that kind of sucked. But anyway, um, supercars in particular, some supercars, not all of them, yeah. but some supercars actually appreciate. Yes. Because yes. they're so rare. Yeah. I was recently talking to a potential client um, about like some branding stuff, digital marketing stuff. Mm-hmm. And she's like a car expert. And she was telling me how, you know, for certain vehicles, you can't just, you can't just mess around and get them. You, you can't just walk up to a lot sometimes <laughs> and get these supercars, right? No, they're like special order, custom special order. Special order. You need an appointment gotta and be all on kinds list, of stuff. Yeah. All list. types of stuff. Shoot. Like. Is and the thing is, I'm like, man. So, or you got to put a deposit down, and it don't get to you until next year. Exactly. I'm so like, okay. Here's the thing: we could say what we want about mm-hmm. those individuals or whatever, but honestly, though, if you got your hands on one and you were able to keep it for a while, mm-hmm. you might mess around and come out on the positive on that. Yeah. Right. Just like, just like, um, you know, sometimes these. Uh, I didn't know this. 
but sometimes like uh these uh purses you know these very expensive purses like a, a birkin bag or shoes or, or shoes but, yeah i'm like what in the world like okay why would you spend twenty thousand dollars on a purse right because <laughs> they, they got it because they got it and well also because potentially it could actually increase in value at some That's point right hey quick break here Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. The other thing too, though, here's the thing, the, the other part of the leverage that I think some people don't understand yeah. or don't really can't quantify. But I started thinking to myself, okay, let's say I was able, and, and by, I don't want people to like get this wrong and, and think that all we about is is like getting luxury stuff because y'all know we ain't about that. Hey, right? I ain't got no luxuries though. <laughs> it's just it's I'm just talking about mindset, like just like yes. how to think about these things. Yeah. So like for like for example, like if if my son was to get a Lamborghini at 20 years old, yeah. Not only like if he you know he had the means, he actually got it. So that says something about him off the top, right? But I think about what would that do to his confidence and how would people look at him. If he was yeah. driving around the city in that, yeah. Think about the different opportunities and doors. And mm. matter of fact, I know that when you roll up certain places mm-hmm. and you drive in that, yes. All of a sudden, people feel like they need they to be like, "Hey, that who is in it. that car? Like, you right. famous? They gotta, they gotta <laughs> sit in the front. You gonna have a different seat? You know what I mean? Like, right? all of a sudden, people start treating you and acting different it because so of certain crazy. things like that. Right? It is nuts. So it's yeah. not just about like what you paid for, but it's all this other stuff, like to your point yeah. in terms of the house, right? It's not just like, okay, I see the house is now no longer worth what it was. Yeah. Let me get out of it. Mm-hmm. The, that kind of, you know, one plus one equals two type of thinking you're thinking long-term and also like all the other effects, like, hold on, if you get at the house, here's there's taxes, there's credit, there's all these other things that are going to be impacted by this one decision right. that you're looking at only on the surface. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, that's what's, that's what's kind of intriguing me right now about that. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that, you know, so, so let's talk about like the, the current situation, right? The current situation is interest rates, right? Interest rates last year. You know why, when we refinance the house that we're in right now, Interest rates last year, I refied at a 2.5. Mm-hmm. A year ago, 2.5. Yeah. Now we're in 2022, April 2022. Now the interest rates are at 5%. Mm. People are freaking out. Mm. But guess who's not freaking out? Who? People like me who don't care what the interest rates are <laughs> because as long as you're a homeowner, you still winning. Mm. But okay, so okay. But you know who else ain't freaking out? Who? Is the people that got mortgage loans at 10% interest rates way back when. Oh. Like let's be real. Like I remember mm-hmm. my mom had a 9% interest rate. And wow. we refried that we refied that puppy way back when when I was in my credit mm-hmm. counseling job and I'm like, "Oh, 9%. Now we're getting it down to a 5%. We winning." Mm-hmm. But see now people today they don't know about that stuff. So they're like, well, last year was 2.5. Now it's 5%. Forget it. I ain't going to buy a house anymore. Mm. Why not? You're paying rent. You're paying somebody else's mortgage. Yeah. Like, so, do okay. not let the interest rate stop you. So I'm a, I'm a, I want to say something there because I hear a lot of folks say this, like that, that line, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. Yeah. Right? And I understand that from a homeowner's perspective. That feels like a, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, that's like a, that's like a, a trump card, you know, that you slamming that on the table, like, bam, I just said yeah. that. Right. 
but the way it hit, I'm gonna tell you, but the way it hits people <laughs> aren't homeowners, they're like, uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> yeah. it don't have that kind of effect because yeah. I will tell you, just because most of the time for folks who are on the 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 renter side, yeah, they're like, I've been paying rent forever. Yeah. So it I mean that doesn't that doesn't um it doesn't pull at me the right. way that it 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 maybe it should, right? And everybody's situation is different. Everybody's yeah. situation is different. Like at the end of the day, you know, there are pros and cons to everything. At the end of the day, yes, you as a renter, you know, you don't have, you don't, you don't, you're not tied in per se. So if you wanted to like move around in different cities and explore the world, I get it. Yeah. Or, or but, maybe but, you feel. Mm-hmm. But what I will say though, because it's the thing, although it doesn't hit us like, you know, like it's like, like, like it doesn't hit us like a punch in the gut because yeah. Like I said, it's a different mindset. But what I will say, though, is that the more and I'll just speak for myself, the more I think about all of the leverage that I'm missing out on by yes. being the renter. Yes. When I think about certain moves that I cannot make because I don't have my own banks, pretty much. Let's just be real. A house can be like a bank. Yeah, right. it's Your an asset. Bank. It's leverage. It, it's right? a, it's a part of it can be a part of your financial resume. Let's let's get let's let's give another example. I think that's more real for folks. Mm-hmm. So so this is the cool thing about hanging out with people like Eva, y'all. So be, <laughs> because because I because I hang out with Eva, I get <laughs> privy to different conversations and different things that I could tell you honestly, if I wasn't connected to her or really not a part of the Lions Club, there's no way that, you know, this light-skinned dude from Cali, you know, (laughs) (laughs) with five kids (laughs) would be hopping on these calls, right? Mm -hmm. Or be, be, you know, basically have an opportunity to get involved in certain deals. So when I tell you that, like, there's been multiple multi-million dollar deals that I've been um, able, if I was able <laughs> to access multiple y'all, multiple. Mm-hmm. And so recently Eva had me in on another one, which I'm incredibly grateful for just to think through. And I'm, I'm not going to give too much detail about it, mm-hmm. but I'll just say this, like you, you get an opportunity like that, right? And it's laid out for you. And you get to understand when you see stuff like that, you get to understand a little bit more how the rich stay rich. Yes. Because <laughs> I think they, you should share with the audience what 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 we're talking about. I'm gonna let you get into the details because I'm okay. not I'm not I'm not that person in terms of the expert okay. around that. I'll just tell you guys from <laughs> from a person who is you know still kind of new to this, mm-hmm. how it how it feels is that you know, I can see why the rich stay rich because. First of all, you know, the rich only like to hang out with other people who got the the, the means that they got because they like to move True. a certain way. True. Right. Yeah. They want to if they want to go do something that they have an idea around, they're not trying to spend time hanging out with people who ain't got the means to, to move like they move. Or people a, who are gonna slow them down. Or people gonna be negative, slow them down, any kind they ain't trying to hear that, right? And, and and it makes sense, right? Because you think about it when you're trying to make moves and you're trying to improve yourself, you know, let's say you're trying to eat healthy or whatever, you ain't trying to hang out with people who Ain't trying to do that, right? Because right. it's not going to help you, right? <laughs> um, so you, you know, you 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 change your crowd. So anyway, I understand why the rich hang out with other people who got the means they do. Because when they say, "Hey, I got this opportunity that I'm going to jump on," yeah, and and if you want to jump on it, I need you to throw me twenty five k, fifty k, hundred k, whatever it is. Yep, they need that now. Yeah. And if you can do that, just like they can, then y'all can, you know, get the investment make the money and keep making more money. Yes. Here's the thing. So, so this is back to the housing thing. So for me, this opportunity came up or it has come up and it, it has like a minimum, right? I think about the minimum and I'm like, Hmm, mm, I don't know if I got that. Right. Mm-hmm. I may have to move some things around. I may have to like, I don't know. I, I might be able to come up with it. I might not like, it's a lot of questions. Right. Yep. But if I had a house, mm. hey, if I had a house, 
that I've been paying on. Yeah. Right. And I and I have equity built in mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting around for an opportunity. Right. I'm just yep. waiting. I just got, you got that. Grand, you got that line of credit ready to roll. There, chilling. chilling, waiting. Yeah. And, and then somebody says, hey, I need 25. I need 50. Got you. Hold on. Give me a week. Boom. Yep. Right. Yep. So. <laughs> right. Am I? Yeah. OK. Yes. So- <laughs> yes. All of that. All of that. Like, it's so crazy because, um, you know, a, a lot of people reach out to me and they want to know more about the Lions program. And, you know, so when I call them, it's like a discovery call where I ask them, well, what are you trying to do? Um, and a lot of people are like, you know, oh, you know, I, I want to do everything that you do. And I'm like, OK, great. Well, like, but like, what are your goals anyway? So one piece, everybody's pieces now real estate. So I'm like, OK, you want to invest in real estate? Like, let's dig deeper. Like, why? How? All of that good stuff. And then I'm like, OK, um, you know, how much money do you have to, to start investing in real estate? And they're like, I don't have any money. And I'm like, okay, do we have any assets? Do you own a home? He goes, yeah, I do. I'm like, okay, great. You know, well, what do you like? What's your balance on it? Oh, it's about 80,000. I'm like, and where do you live? He's like, oh, in Stockton. Oh, that bad boy's at least worth 400 grand. Oh, let me connect you with such and such. Let's get that home equity line of credit ready to roll right now so that we can make some moves. They had no clue no clue. And I'm like, oh yeah, we are going to have some fun. We are going to have some fun investing in real estate. And, and it's, you know, it's, you don't realize what you have until somebody points it out to you. You don't realize the moves you can make until you surround yourself amongst other people who are making moves. And you're like, wait a minute, I think I can pull that off. Mm -hmm. Or maybe I can shift this around, or maybe I can do this. Or maybe you're like, you know what? It's not my time, but guess what? I'm in the circle. I know opportunities are going to come around more than once. So let me start getting my finances together. So when that next opportunity comes, boom, we can be able to make the move. Yeah. See, but it, yeah. But in that, you would have still had to have at least at the bare minimum, see the value of owning a home yes. to even get yourself in position right. to where you could discover the, the wealth that you already had had. They didn't yeah, even know, right? That you right? didn't even so, realize it. This is what I'm saying. Like, it's like a, it's, it's this mindset thing where, you know, like, like I was thinking about the the same, you know, back to that, that, that show, I was thinking about the guy who, you know, was, was taking the scraps and flipping it and providing for a family. Once again, very admirable thing, but yeah. as an entrepreneur, like, you know, someone who's literally gone through this in the last year or so, I was thinking to myself, man, he's thinking too small. Yeah. Like he has all the right ideas, Yeah, but he's trying to flip, you know, something that's $10 into $50. Yeah. And to him, that's a huge come up. And it, it is you five yeah. X, what you, what you make, that is a good come up. Right. Yeah. But it's still only $50. Right. So I'm thinking to myself, how could he maybe take something that's a thousand dollars and flip it into 5,000 right? or 2000 flipping into 10,000 or, you know, take something that's 10,000 to a hundred thousand. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like there, there's other, it's the same work ethic. It's the same, like, you know, it's the same work. Yeah. But it's just a shift in the mindset in it's terms at a, of value. at a larger scale. It's at a larger, larger scale. scale. But yeah. if you're not surrounding yourself amongst those people that are on that larger scale, you're not going to even know. You're not going to even you don't you're not going to be able to believe in yourself to think that it's possible for you. Yeah. Because all the wealthy started someplace. Yep. They generally started at the bottom and they worked their way up and got with the right people to be able to now have what they have. Yeah. You know, I mean, there are some that, yeah, probably were born into that. But majority like look, look at every look at like all the major successful people, the majority of them, you know, they 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 suffered. They probably had some losses along the way. They learned, gained some experience got around more people and literally kept doubling up, doubling up, doubling up because they got better at the investment choices they were making because of the experience that they have gone through in their life. Mm-hmm. I like that investment choices. I was, yeah. I think one of our, um, I think it was one of our lines recently who shared, was it a, I think it was a Zeta. She was talking about some equipment that she purchased for her yes. business. Right. And how that equipment purchase mm-hmm. was yielding some other amazing things. Yeah. I remember when we talked to her, was it about a year ago? Yeah. Or, a little, and, like barely a little over a year ago. And she was just making those purchases, right. Or, or starting yeah. to kind of get the credit 
yep. to start making some of those. And, and, and remember, I think I asked her, I said, well, what does it mean? I don't even know if this is the same equipment, but I remember her. I remember asking, like, well, what does it mean to you to be able to get these other things for your business? Right. And she's just like, oh, it just means we can do more business. It just means that we it just opens up more. Right. Yep. And so but I was thinking to myself, too, like, you know, there's probably a a, a fair amount of people who are thinking like, man, I don't know if I want to take that risk. I don't know if I want to take on, you know, m- maybe more debt or, you know, um, buy that equipment that may not work or, you know what I mean? There's different yeah. mindsets that people have. Yeah. Let me just keep doing what I'm doing and, and, you know, and just, I know how to do this well. And, you yeah. know, but, but I'm thinking to myself like, man, but if you want to become like, you know, if you want to try to get that big money, yeah, these are some of the things you're going to have to do. Yep. Like, like for me, like in my business, you got to be willing to take the risk, but even that there's there, you know, it could be very fearful to take those risks because you don't have the experience. And this is Mm -hmm. where you got to get with the right people who have been there and done that and share with you their experience so that your levels of confidence can increase. Mm -hmm. That's super important. Like, like, you know, so let's take them way back when my first real estate transaction, first real estate transaction, private money lending. Mm. I'm an entrepreneur. My taxes are all crazy. Your girl can't qualify for a traditional loan. Okay. If I can't do FHA or conventional on an out-of-state investment property, then man, then I can't invest in real estate. Wrong. I got introduced to private money lending. What does that mean? That means there's regular people like you and I that got a boatload of money sitting in a bank account and they're willing to lend it to regular people like you and I at a higher interest rate. Yeah, so I, let, let, let's make that clear for folks. Mm-hmm. Private money, because sometimes we when, when people hear it, it yeah. sounds like a catchphrase. No, it literally means what it what it says. It means private money. We're not private talking FDIC money. insured. We're not talking yeah. about all these regulations. Nope. We're talking about... An Person X letting right. you borrow X with a contract with repayment terms and all of That's that. That's right. That's right. At a higher interest rate. Why? Because, well, nobody else is going to lend to you. They're going to lend to you. They want to be sure they're going to get their money back. So they're going to charge you a little bit more money than the regular guys will. Which some people are like, I ain't paying 10% on private money when FHAs are, or, or conventionals are between four and 5%. Well, back then it was 2% when I did it. I'm not going to do that. That's insane. Okay. You don't do it. Now you've eliminated the opportunity. And I'll admit, I was like, man, I'm going to be paying 10% interest on this private money. Like that's a lot of money. But then I'm thinking to myself, if I don't do it, I'm missing out on that investment opportunity. Mm. So, so what if I'm paying a little bit more, it gets mm. my foot into the door to mm. investing in real estate and let's learn. Mm. Now, at the end of the day, when I bought the first property in Chicago, I came to the table with $20,000, $20,000 in my bank account. I put as a down payment on that property. After everything was all said and done, you know, bought the property, rehab the property, sold the property. I made $50,000 in profit. Mm. So I put in 20 and I got a check back for 73,000. So technically 53,000 is what was made. If Mm. I never took the risk on doing the private money option, I would still be sitting with $20,000 in my bank account. That's not paying me anything because the banks ain't going to pay you anything on your money. But a year, a little over a year later, I come back with a $73,000 check. Mm. Oh, yeah, those numbers sound really, really good. So then what do I do with the $73,000 check? I take that and I roll it into the next property. Mm. Because in my mind, that's that money doesn't it belongs to me, but I ain't hurting. Yeah. So let's take the money and let's roll it into something else and do it over and over until you keep leveling up to yep. get you to wherever you want to be. Yeah. So, so again, it's a matter of being around community, a matter of being around the right people that can teach you different. Yeah. And and the thing is, it's, it almost sounds like, you know, not conventional thinking. Cause you know, like, like to your point, when you said 10%, that don't even sound like the right number for a house. 
That's right. Like, is this a credit card? Like, what are we talking right? about? Like, you know, <laughs> like that's too yeah. high. You know what yeah. I mean? And and so people run, right? Yeah. And, and and but you're like, no, let me dig in because I I can see how I still win in this. Absolutely. But I, I have to I have to jump this maybe maybe this you know this bar I have to jump is a little higher than normal. Yeah. But that's fine because at yeah. the end of the day I'm still going to win. Um, right. I think about like with my business because in, in my business I'm at a place where we're doing pretty well. So you know I'm having different conversations with different people um, who are already on the other side of, of of the fence in terms of you know in their business and they mm-hmm. see me and they're like hey you know. I see what you're doing, making some good moves, some th- good things happening. Here's yep. the here's here's your next move. Because yep. right now I'm feeling the overwhelm. I'm I'm like stressed out because I'm like, man, I got so much work, you know, this, this and that. And they're like, okay, cool. So what you need to do is hire. Yeah. You need to spend some money. Yeah. You need to pay some spend people. the money, invest the money, right? In things that's gonna make your life a lot more easier. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> okay. I can see that. Right. Cause you know, and, and my background as a former principal, like I, I understand that conceptually because I did used to hire, but it wasn't my money. It was a, I had a budget, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was, it wasn't my money. It was a budget coming from the school, the, the, the you know, the, the network I could just, you know, but this is different. Like that was like, that was like play money. That was like yeah. monopoly or something. I was really just yeah. playing a game. It wasn't your money. That's the key it word. It was not your money. So you didn't this, really care. You were mindful, <laughs> but it wasn't really hurting you because it wasn't yeah. your money. It wasn't my money. This but now, is all me. 100%. All, all of it. All of it. And so yep. I'm thinking, and it's not that I can't afford it. And it's just like, but I'm just trying to, you know, and, and I started thinking about it. I was like, man, like, like, what am I doing? Because, and then somebody, you know, broke it down. It's like, Charles, you know, you only hire for positions that will make you more money. Mm-hmm. This position, mm-hmm. if it's able to do what, what we know it will do for you, will free up more of your time, more of your time that you can spend getting more clients. Yes. If you could just part. get one more client a month, yeah, it, it pays for that position over and over, over and over again. Yep. So I'm like, man, I'm being silly. Let me stop blocking what could potentially really like multiply what I'm doing. Yes. Because I'm being short-sighted. Yes. Right. And so I think that applies in so many different ways in our lives. Right. Yeah. Like when it comes to housing, when it comes to just anything like investments, different things I'm realizing. I mean, even, I mean, even to the point where, and I'm speaking to somebody, I don't know why this is on my heart. I'm, I'm speaking to somebody, yeah. but like, even like when it comes to investments, I'm sorry, vacations, Right. Mm. We spend all this money sometimes to get there, to, to do this, to do that, to do that. And, you know, and I'm thinking like, man, like, you know, this is a lot of money. The last one I spent, I went to Cancun. We spent a good amount of money. On that trip. <laughs> but because I was there, I got to sit across from a eight figure earner mm. who gave me some nuggets that literally brought me in money the next week. It, that More than trip, what you spent every, on the trip. <laughs> the trip and everything else. <sighs> right. Yes. But had I not, had I not invested in that, I wouldn't have been there. Right. Nope. Right. And, and, and I can't, I can't, I can't even front and act like I saw that coming. I didn't. <laughs> right? No, you probably were like, dang, we just dropped Hegema. Exactly, like, exactly. I hope I meet somebody. <laughs> I hope I learn something. Something. Right. Like, See, but, I'm different. I'm different. Yep. I'm like, I'm going to spend the money and I better like, who am I going to connect with to make well, see, sure I get a rate of return on this puppy? And I, and I can, <laughs> I can testify to that because that's what you've been saying. Like, yeah. you know, like this whole, cause we're going to, we're leaving what in a couple of weeks. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> ah! Oh, that's you telling me, like, I'm telling like, you, do you understand <sighs> something's going to happen for you. you. I don't know what it is, but something's going to happen. Oh, this is how every, this works. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, like y'all hit us up in three weeks when we end the podcast and we're going to drop all the blessings, all of the blessings. Like, and it's crazy because, you know, I, I was speaking to another lion and, and this lion was like, I don't think I'm going to make Cancun. Like I have so much work. And I'm like, I don't care. You're going. I don't care if you have to bring your work. You're going. I don't care if you got to like stay up late while in Cancun working, you're going. I'm like, <laughs> There's no way you're not going to go. And then mm. I just started dropping like 
This is what happened when I went last year. And this was the the, the shift that happened for me. And this is what transpired afterwards. Oh, I remember you, you, <laughs> you got <Yep>. on live. <laughs> oh, oh, see, you see, like, like, don't get me in the zone. Don't get me in the zone. Cause your girl will go off. And, and, yeah. and just, just that they were like, okay, I'm going, I'm like, you best believe you're going. Cause <laughs> uh-uh. yeah. So yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited but, but, for that but, trip. But we need that's the thing. We need the right people around us to tell to us why, to motivate us, to empower yeah. us, to inspire. Because, like, and it's crazy. Like, I mean, you've I'm sure people have heard me say this before. You know, when when we do those initial consultations in the Lions Club, and, and people are like, I want this, 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 and this. And I'm like, cool, you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it, you're gonna get it. And they're like, how, like, how are you so confident that this is going to happen for me? I'm like, well, if you do what I tell you to do, it's going to happen. Like, I already foresee it. I already foresee it happening. I already foresee what's going to happen in your life, your life, your life, your life. If you follow the game plan, if you do what I tell you to do, it will happen. I'm not going to say it's going to happen tomorrow. I'm not going to say it's going to happen in two weeks. It's going to happen. And when it starts to happen, you're going to be like, man, what's next? Yeah. What's next? What else can I do? Because I feel like a superhero right now. Like, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. Well, (laughs) (laughs) with that, let's go ahead and start to wrap this up. Um, So I will, uh, I want to, I want to go ahead and share um, one review that we got recently. Oh, yay. Yeah. We got a review recently. Okay. Yes. uh, From. If you know, you know, that's the name of the person. Okay. Um, or at least that's their handle. <laughs> I like it. I like um, it. They say must. This is a, a podcast review on Apple. They say as five stars. They say must listen. Eva and Charles are amazing. Aww. Weekly, they are helping us to learn things we never knew. Get in while you can. Mm. So shout out to if you knew, you knew. Thank you for leaving that five star review. <laughs> and you know once again we ask folks you know hey if you enjoy the content please go ahead drop that review for us that's right it helps us out a great deal um in terms of just getting the podcast out even more um which we you know we want to do um yeah a hundred percent yeah um so please go ahead and do that um and also uh before we we get into uh eva's golden nugget um, Eva, any any other things you want to kind of remind folks of in, in general uh, when it comes to, um, you know, things we got going on? Um, I don't know what we got going on. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. think past Cancun right now. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. OK, so so some of the things that we got going on. Well, just just be on the lookout in general, guys, for for different challenges that um, that yes. is going to be doing. We're going to be doing challenges um, pretty much every month or so. Yep. Um, so be on the lookout for those. Those are great opportunities to, um, cause if you, I know some of people are looking they're like, you know, how do I get into the lion's club? Like, yes. I don't see the link. I don't see where I can go to get it. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because, uh, it's not out there. <laughs> um, you have oh. to, you know, go to a challenge. You got to connect with Eva directly. You know, those are certain ways that we get in. Cause we're, we're, we're really looking at a hundred people, uh, for 2022. Um, we're serious about that. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, so, so that's the only thing I, I would say, just be on the lookout for that. Um, and also, um, yeah, just be on the lookout for just more, like, cause you know, we're just going to be doing more, just going to see more of us, more, um, more stuff, just more yeah. good stuff coming, more meetups, more, more meetups. meetups. I know. Okay. First of all, you know, sorry to the, to, to those who are like, okay, wait a minute. You guys keep talking about Cancun. You guys keep talking about like, you know, 30 lions rolling deep together, how can I get involved? Sorry, guys. Sorry. Like that. Yes. So what's happening in Cancun every year I attend this conference that's hosted by Eric Thomas, AKA ET, and it's called the phenomenal life. It's a one week conference and this will be my fourth conference. And, you know, inside the lions club, you know, I basically share events that I'm going, that I'm going to, or I'm attending and why I think you should be coming too. So yes, this basically, every time we go, we go in May, as soon as the conference ends, he opens up, you know, the, the, the sales to reserve for the next year. And I'm already reserved like 
at the event I'm reserving, but then I share that link with others. So yeah. So basically the resort is, is, is sold out. Like I've even had people say, I'm not going to go to the conference, but can I just book a room and just be there with y'all? It's sold out guys. The whole resort is sold out that whole week. Like we took it over. Um, but yes, there's, you know, another conference that I'm going to be attending, you know, attend that a, a lot of us are going to be attending in the, at the end of September with ET as well. That's going to be in Chicago. That's his 120 event series. Um, so we're going to be there. A lot of lions are going to be there too. Um, so yeah, if you need that link, let me know, I can send it to you. Um, but this is like, like, it, it's about the personal development. It's about the business development. It's about surrounding yourself amongst other people so that you can pick up those golden nuggets. I'm always investing myself. And as a matter of fact, I told Charles, I'm like, Charles, whatever you are going, whatever conferences you are going to like, I need to be a part of, like, let me know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because for me, it's about getting up close and personal and in the room with certain people so that you can actually like really feel the energy, feel the energy, get the information, pick up those golden nuggets, put it in, in your back pocket. Cause you never know when you're going to need them. Um, so yeah, so we've got all kinds of cool things coming up. Just, you know, do what you do best. Follow us, uh, you know, follow me on Instagram, on Facebook. I'm on Snapchat. Like, yeah, we everywhere. Just, um, mm-hmm. plug in, plug in, make sure your notifications are on all guys, not just on highlights on <laughs> all. So every time I make a post, boom, you're getting the information. All right. Okay. So um, with that, why don't you go ahead and um, leave them with a final go nugget when it comes to, um, you know, just this whole idea around, you know, investments and making the right choices when it comes to, you know, how to spend, how we invest our money, right? Does Does it make sense to do bargain basement? Does it make sense to go quality? Does it make sense to, to buy, when it seems like, sorry, I got a new Apple watch and it's been going off. Um, <laughs> I, need to, I need to make sure that that thing does not do that anymore. Yeah. Um, you slide up and put the little vibrate or the little cross cross out the bell so that it doesn't sound just vibrates. All right. Let me, I'm going to do that when we get off. <laughs> Cause I'm looking at it now. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, um, so yeah. So like, you know, sometimes, you know, like, when to invest, right? When yeah. sometimes when it looks scary or it looks like, you know, people telling us we shouldn't, um, and, and then, you know, other people saying we should, like, how do we know, like what, yeah. what, what makes sense? And so if you could just kind of share with people and kind of, you know, just, just talk to them who are kind of in that place and being like, man, this, this just seems so confusing. Absolutely. And I have to say, guys, for those of you who have a plan already in place, don't let that be a roadblock to potential new opportunity because we could think we have it all figured out, but then new information is delivered or you're surrounding yourself amongst different people. And now you're given this information, but you're still stuck in your ways. Guys, you just have to understand that conversations can change situations. And when you get around people who have been doing it long enough, who are making money, those are the success stories. Those are the people you want to lock arms with to be able to create your own success story. So, I mean, I don't know how to say, you know, don't have fear because there are some things that I get a little fearful about, but I just have to remind myself, take away the emotion, guys, take away the emotion, look at the numbers, get around the professionals. And if those numbers make sense, pull the trigger. Don't be an analysis paralysis. Don't be like, but I had a plan. I'm sticking to it because this is all I know. The world shifts, the market shifts, things shift. We now need to shift and adapt to what's happening in the current moment. And if it makes sense, do it. Mm, 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 mm. There it is. All right, Mm -hmm. (laughs) y'all. All All right. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Because we got stuff up our sleeves and we're just super excited about it. We can't say it. (laughs) 
That's exactly, exactly. <laughs> All right, but if you were in the Lions Club, you would know. If you're in the Lions Club. In the Lions Club, man. <laughs> I know. It's so hard not like saying all of the good stuff, but just it's know coming. you're, you're going to yeah. see a whole bunch of craziness that you're going to be like, dang, she really yeah. did do that. Yeah. yeah. And I'm going to tell you what I'm telling you guys, when y'all see me winning too, y'all, y'all, y'all know if I can do it. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Charles to bust out with all of this stuff because it's coming. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. When it does, they're going to be like, dang, Charles did it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Sign me up. (laughs) Guys better get in before that hundred comes. Then. Mm, Then. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Cross that bridge when we get there. All right. So, all right, y'all. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you are ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered. 